The Benson and Those Guys program is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. TownandCountrySolutions.com, fearing nothing but God. The athletic director at Roberts Wesleyan College is Bob Seagave, and he is good enough to once again join us on the Benson and Those Guys program. So great to have you, Bob. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us, Benson. Appreciate it. You know, some pretty cool things going on so far this fall with Roberts Athletics. The men's golf team won the NCCAA Midwest Regional event, and there's also a new career wins leader in the men's tennis. Yeah, Charlie Ferris is uh, top that, um, and he's, he's still got quite a few to go, so he may... He may set a record that's going to be uh, here for a very long time. He's an exceptional player. A lot going on, like you said, um, certainly off to a great start. And, and really all began this summer. We did some great renovations to our facility uh, here to the Valor Athletic Center. And then we went, went running right into the season. The men's soccer won a big game last night. So they're over 500. Um, our cross-country teams are ranked nationally and they're defending ECC champs and uh, both did a great job homecoming weekend at the um, Harry Anderson meet. The women came in first and the men came in second and only lost to Cornell, which is a D1 squad. Um, so, again, doing well there. Men's tennis uh, was undefeated up until last night. And then women's soccer is ranked fourth in the East by the National Soccer Coaches Association of America, and they're 6-1-1. and one, So. You know, you mentioned women's soccer, and not long ago we had Bobby McCall on the program, Bobby, of course, being the women's soccer coach there at Roberts, and I was telling him, I've always been impressed by Roberts' ability to recruit athletes both locally and from around the world. Is it difficult, Bob, to get players to commit to Roberts, and what is your main emphasis point in selling Roberts to a potential recruit? I don't think it's difficult at all. You know, I think once um, they meet our coaches, once they see our campus, and I feel that um, we really have a great opportunity to get them. In most cases, we do. God's blessed this place. I mean, as, as we focus on the transformational experience and the holistic education of student-athletes, becoming um, an extension of the classroom, if you will, uh, parents and the prospective student-athletes, you know, they really appreciate that cross-cultural. They cre- appreciate that holistic approach that we have. They appreciate the fact that we're going to get them ready for life, that we're going to almost parent their kids for four years. And, and I think, again, once they see and feel all that, I don't think it's difficult at all to, to get kids to decide to come here. It's just a wonderful place. We're talking with Bob Seagave, Athletic Director at Roberts Wesleyan College. You took over officially as AD in July after having been in coaching for many years at Roberts and other places. How's the transition been from coach to AD? And what's been the biggest adjustment for you that you found yourself just having to trust God on? Yeah, thanks. Um, the transition's going great. You know, as I mentioned, there's been a, a lot going on from the summer on through. So in ways, it feels like a blur. We did a lot here. Um, we had to do several coaching service searches. One of them was to, to replace me, but we also did place a lacrosse coach, an administrative assistant. So we've been through some transitions there. Uh, so it's been quite an undertaking. So we do lean on God every day. I mean, I wake up and that's the first thing I'm doing, and when I go to sleep, it's you know praying for strength the next day and wisdom. Um, going from coaching the team to coaching the coaches, if you will, kind of how I've liked to to see it. Um, that leadership position has definitely stretched me, but again, I coached for a long time. I had a business background, which has helped me in this position. So I can say it's gone smoothly. You know, a lot of the changes that we did here in the building. Um, 
were great as a department. We had the vision of getting all our coaches together. So we remodeled offices. We have all our coaches in one area. And and I really wanted to build that solid base. I wanted to make sure our adjunct coaches and part-time coaches and full-time coaches were all seeing and hearing the same things and understanding as a Christian college the things that we want them to be doing and performing. And, and they've been so accepting. So it's been uh, it's been wonderful, but again, it isn't without the, the prayers of many, uh, including myself, for, for me, So, I, and I appreciate all those. Of course, the basketball season creeps closer and closer, and having been the women's basketball coach until taking over as AD, does it seem a little strange to you to not be preparing for the season ahead in the same way? <laughs> it absolutely does. You know, um, what a difference to see. Um, because they become your kids, you know, you're the one that recruits them, you're the one the parents know. Some of them have been with me for three years, and uh, and even when I told them I was going to be changing, you know, I remember telling them I'm going to make sure, just like if I knew I couldn't parent my kids, and, and I think we all know that if we've been parents, um, you know, you would want the absolute best if you couldn't raise your kids, and, and I promised them, and I think when we hired Gary Andrews, who was our new coach, um, you know, we, we got that person. He's been great. Uh, which makes me feel at ease. Um, all our staff was retained, so there is some continuity there. And, and he's he invites me into practice to watch some of their workouts. Um, I appreciate that. But, you know, it's it's something that I have to let him kind of make it his team. And so I'll watch from afar. I'll peek my head in. I certainly have an open-door policy with all our coaches, and, and he'll come in and, and pick my brain and ask questions, which I love. Um, so, so it's staying a little involved, but, again, it's, keeping your distance right now and we just had a wonderful homecoming celebration and uh, so many people were walking around and asking me you know hey when does women's basketball open up i'm like november 13th 14th we got a tip-off tournament with the holiday Inn, the ecc cacc challenge and they said well we're going to be there and i'm like that's so great you know we really appreciate their support and they said yeah but part of the time we're going to be watching you and i think that's <laughs> going to be funny and my answer to them is yeah, what you're going to see is me sitting on my hands, my wife with her hand over my mouth, one hand and the other hand on my shoulder so I don't stand up and go nuts. So, um, you know, I'm sure there's still going to be some, some tests there, but, um, you know, overall it's, it's different, but it's good. And uh, I'm happy with the choice we made. Bob Seagave is with us on Benson and those guys. He AD at Roberts Wesleyan College. Bob, in a recent Sports Illustrated, there was an article on abusive coaching styles and coaches attempting to motivate their players by yelling at them. We've seen these things on TV. As coach for many years, have you ever found that militant style of coaching to be successful, and why or why not? Yeah, I guess for me, it's never worked for me. I think anybody who's an athlete maybe from, from our era um, has seen it work maybe in the short term, and the article I think points to um, Coach Knight as one of those that, that had success. But, you know, now you really see the fallout of some of those things. And, and now with the Mike Rice and, and several since, we also see the, you know, the result in real time, how quickly that can change. So, you know, the era that we played again, there was a lot of that no nonsense in your face type coaching. But I always feel high expectations, lofty goals, setting accountability and building trust are really the keys to success. Players want order, players want knowledge, and especially now, and, and players want to trust you. And so, again, building that trust factor that takes time is a real internal effort and also takes showing them a, a lot of love. And I think that's a better way to get the best out of people. You know, I think that 
the article notes a lot about positive approaches and studies that, that are there. And, and I've always found that. And that's one of the things I loved about coaching Robertson still being here is that we can incorporate that nurturing, that faith base, um, that becomes again the basis for success, not only here, but success for life. You know, you may not always see it on lit up boards on a scoreboard, but I often told my recruits' parents, so if you judge me by the numbers lit up on a scoreboard, you know, that's very fleeting. Judge by what we do with your sons or daughters. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, I think we see the opposite. People do judge by the, the lights, especially the D1, and that pressure gets to these coaches and they, they go about it maybe the wrong way. They get too demanding. They don't nurture and build. And, um, I think, the, again, the key to success is, is doing that. It's got to be a fine line between being firm and pushing an athlete as opposed to crossing the line and, and abusing that player. Do you have to have conversations with your coaches and remind them of exactly where that line is? Absolutely. You know, we, we make sure they know and um, we train them on that. You know, the NCAA and the National Christian College Athletic Association um, that we belong to uh, duly um, have a lot of training pieces for coaches that they, they have to go through. Um, and, and again, in the end, it can be all words. You know, I think the thing that we also push with them is how you build in trust, how you build in your team, are you communicating clear expectations? Um, you know, sometimes in the game from the stands, you've got to communicate directly. But if you don't have the time built in building trust, um, even something that looks from the stands as difficult is also going to get the kid to cringe. But if you can build the trust to where they know, hey, I can't stop the clock right away for you, but I'm going to need to know, get back on defense or that girl's really killing you to the left. We talked about taking that away. You have to communicate directly. But again, it, it's belittling. It tears you down unless you've taken the time to, to build that trust. And, you know, today's athlete, they want that feedback. Um, they desire it, but they want you to be truthful with them. And then they don't want to see you waver from that. So that's the hard line, I think, that we try to tell them, too, because you can lose trust, you know, in a moment, but trust is built kind of one little piece of sand on top of another. It's, you take a long time to get there, but you, you fail them in one way, and then all of a sudden everything can get to a, to a negative situation quickly. So spend a lot of time with that. Before I let you go, Bob, l- let me ask you one more thing. The SI article mentioned coaches who ridicule players who weren't willing to play through injury. Then at Tosin mm-hmm. University, there's a situation with Gavin Class who after suffering a near-fatal heat stroke once one day in practice, he's had 14 surgeries and a liver transplant and now is suing the school to be allowed to once again play football. Where do you think that final authority lies on whether or not a student is game-ready to play? Is, is that on the students' doctors or on the schools? I think it falls um, definitely with the students' doctors and certainly with the athletic trainers. Um, you know, we've We've taken all our coaches out of that equation. We have a team doctor. Um, certainly the student athlete would be um, able to see their own doctor as well. And then we let our trainers make the decisions. You know, you see things like the injury issue and kids wanting to come back or coaches on the other side of it, like we're talking about trying to get kids to play through injuries when they shouldn't be out there. Um, there's too many other factors involved from a coach and even a team kind of standpoint to, to keep them in the middle of that. So we have very clear... Um, kind of a, a council of those three if they want their own physician involved, but certainly our, our team doctor and our trainers totally make that call. And you see a lot of it now with concussions. That's the thing that we see most. You know, when are they able to come back and 
how we have to deal with that and how more and more research is showing trouble there as well. And again, it's just a case of, okay, coaches, that's not what you worry about. You coach who's out on the floor. These guys will make that decision apart from you with no pressure. And if everybody's in agreement, student is back. If anybody's raising a flag, then we would hold the student out. We've been talking with Bob Seagate. He's the AD at Roberts Wesleyan College. Bob, is there anything we can pray for you about? Always. I mean, certainly the transition as it continues. Um, you know, every day I learn something new. Um, but every day I learn that God's in control and at the end of the day everything works out. We also have our cross country team traveling to a big meet, mid season meet here in Kentucky today. Um, so or, uh, keep them in your prayers as well. And certainly as a department, you know, being excited by what we see, but also, um, praying for that next generation of kids that are coming through. And, and for our college and its continued development. It's a great time to be at Roberts, and we really feel like God's blessing us, but we, we want to give him the glory, and we certainly want to ask for all you and your listeners to, to keep us in prayer. Amen. Bob, I want to thank you for joining us, yeah. and I wish you all well with the season ahead. Thank you, Benson. Hope we can uh, talk again soon. That's Bob Seagave, the well-respected athletics director at Roberts Wesleyan College, a gentleman and a stand-up guy. Our show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. You're listening to Benson and those guys.